Backstage with Mothership on Solid Rock Radio begins now. Hear the best in new music, artist interviews, stories from the road, and more. You are now backstage, and here's your host, Mothership. Dan Johnson, how are you, man? Good, good, good. How you doing? Great. I've certainly missed seeing you guys out on the road. I'll miss being there. That's for sure. That's an understatement, but uh, hopefully soon. You're kind of one of these people that people see at the venue. They see you play. They just don't get to hear you very much because you're not a front man. So I wanted people to know more about Dan Johnson. So tell me, first of all, how old were you when you got your first drum kit? Uh, I'd have to say maybe, I don't know, probably like uh, 13 or 14. Yeah, early teenage years, I guess. Yeah. So how long have you been playing? 20, I mean, over 20 years now. Wow. Now, did you ask for a drum kit or did they just show up on Christmas? No, I asked for one and I, you know, showed interest in like the school band and stuff prior and, and everything. And so, and then I started taking it seriously from there. And you played in school? Oh, yeah. I loved being a you know marching band and stuff. That was a huge help. And uh, I encourage that for anyone. And uh, marching band is a great thing for developing your musicality. How to play with other musicians, I guess. And um, yeah, just uh, reading music and that sort of thing. Yeah, I guess like most people who have drums, you eventually join some sort of band with maybe your friends. Started playing people's graduation parties. You know, I guess that'd be the first first <laughs> gigs, first gigs that would come along during high school. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, Garage no, bands. Exactly. You know, my first tour, I went on when I was uh, just turned 22. Wow. Now, mm-hmm. how did you get involved with Brian Head Welch? The gentleman who put his band together was a good friend of mine, and I'd known him from when I worked at a nightclub years prior, and yeah, there was a studio attached to it, and uh, that's how him and I got to know each other. And so again, the years went by, you know, without talking. And then he called me up out of the blue and asked me to audition for it. And it was kind of one of those crazy things. You live in Arizona, and yes. Brian was in Arizona at the time, and so was Jr. Yeah. yeah. So they were looking for somebody kind of in the same area. Jr. came along during the Love and Death thing. I, I was I joined Brian when he was under the name Brian Head Welch, and that was a completely oh, different line of guys with myself. Oh, that's um, right. So yeah, then Love and Death was something different. Tell me about that transition from Brian Head Welch band to Love and Death? It was cool. Like I, you know, bummed to not be playing with the same guys when we had that lineup, you know, and I missed them and I've still talked to them and everything, you know, reformed as a band and everything. That was a whole new chapter for it. So it was cool. It gave it a whole new, whole new life. So some other guys just, just decided to move on and then Brian just brought in uh, Val much, and yeah. JR. Okay. Well, Val was part of the Brian Head Welch lineup too. So Val, yeah. Well, see, some of that's still a little vague for me because I came in somewhere around that time at the very mm-hmm. end of Brian Head Welch band and Val was in there at the time so that's why maybe I'm confused about it oh okay. yeah, yeah I guess that was about 10 years ago because that's when we met the night I met the entire band in the merch area and that's the night that Brian prayed with my brother and changed his life that night and I was going to tell you that the music really meant a lot to him so thank you for oh, your part wonderful. in that wonderful thanks glad it you know meant something and did something positive that's cool yeah, it was great. And it ended up, it, that was kind of the launch of what would become Mothership, because then I began bringing you guys gift bags and snacks after that. So All the snacks, hey. yes. yes, Love it. Yep. Yep. Well, how long did you play for Brian then? From 2009 to 2017, I guess, would be the technical wow. timeline. Yeah. 
When he announced his return to corn, what were your thoughts? Uh, personally, I loved it because regardless of what that meant for you know, Love and Death Touring, I, I just was so excited for him to go back to that. And I was just, right from the get-go, I was encouraging. That. How did it affect you? In the beginning, when he initially went back, Love and Death was off the road. It gave me a chance to kind of delve into country music, which had become a love of mine. But also, it ended up, you know, when we ended up being able to go out with Corn on the tours, that was, you know, unforgettable. Oh, I'm sure. That, uh, yeah, it was, uh, there was nothing like it. Man, thousands and thousands of people all of a sudden, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like, you know, those guys are, they're legends. So you had a little time between gigs. And so what were you doing? You said you were learning to play other music. That's Tell when I started that. to play, yeah, do the country gigs, which started on the side. But now I love doing them just as much as everything else. But some of it was original, but then a lot of it was doing cover band stuff, too, and kind of like the working band type thing. And uh, But I ended up falling in love with that stuff and uh, helped kind of broaden horizons, you know, musically a little bit. So, yeah, I, I'm a country music fan forever. So Well, how did you get the call from Red, and what was that like? I was actually out on Ship Rock 2014, and that was our last Love and Death gig. Brian and I were talking, and he'd mentioned that Joe had recently left Red, and then they were going to be looking for somebody, and got them to give me an audition. And then uh, they got me a one-way ticket to Nashville for the audition, and I went in, and we just rocked the songs like we went right down the set list. It was it was smooth as silk. It was awesome. I was already a fan of, of Red's music before the tryout, so that helped a lot too, because I was already like into listening to the songs, so I already kind of had a little uh, you know idea what was going on. But and I would watch Joe play him every night. This song uh, last year. When we were doing the declaration record you know, he couldn't have been nicer he's doing the studio stuff now he's mixing and everything but yeah i was a huge fan of his playing so i enjoyed watching him how long have you been playing with red now 2014 march of 2014 wow time flies Mm-hmm. i know i think i speak for most fans when i say you have a very unique style your showmanship and energy like really adds to a show of course your twirling drumsticks is kind of your trademark right yeah, I appreciate it. That's just because yeah. I like the 80s, 80s rock so much. So Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I've told you this story before, but uh, we had a uh, band at the house, and they were going through my um, bouquet of drumsticks, and they pulled out one of your drumsticks, and immediately he started twirling it like oh, you nice. do. Oh, yep. yep. <laughs> so there you go. See, immediately right. a, a drummer knows that when you get a Dan Johnson drumstick in your hand, you have to twirl it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> it was hilarious. Backstage with Mothership returns after this. Out Performance Shop is a proud supporter of Solid Rock Radio. They specialize in retail and wholesale of automotive, high-performance, racing, and off-road products. They also carry a variety of accessories from remote control cars to rock and roller multi-carts. On the web at outperformance.com. Check us out on Facebook at I'm with Mothership. I believe you have told me before you're doing some shows at casinos and things that fill in type of stuff, right? Yeah, places are slowly letting things start happening, just socially distant, obviously, and everything. But I've been really focused on the studio a lot. Got some great things cooking. I can't wait to share with everybody new music with different artists, and uh, nice. I'm really pumped about it. So tell me who Dan Johnson's sponsors are, because you got a lot of them. Uh, D-Drum, uh, Excel Drumsticks, West Tone Audio, Evans Drumheads, oh, Metal Urgency, Jewelry. That's it. 
good for good. Now, Dito mm. are really nice. Oh, yeah, I love them. Yeah, they're great. They're, they're good to me, and they're uh, some cool kits um, and a cool roster. Uh, a lot of my favorite drummers played them, so that's why I wanted to play their brand, too. They're good drums. <laughs> yeah. How did it feel to be nominated for a Grizzly Award for your work on Red's album, Declaration? Crazy, nice surprise. And it was really something unexpected, but it really really made me feel wonderful to be, even be nominated. Well, I tell you what, that category is stacked, so yeah, <laughs> I'm all for participation <laughs> trophies. What right is on. your favorite part of touring? <laughs> Too many things to list. I mean, it's uh, being in a different city every day or traveling and just uh, the different venues each day and being able to entertain, I don't know, words can't even describe how amazing it feels to be out there. Yeah. Do you like feed off the crowd? Does that get you going? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, whether that's a, like when you're on Winter Jam or, you know, those kind of tours and you're in the arenas, you, know, you can't see people's faces and stuff like that. But then when you play in the club, um, different kind of energy for all different kind of settings. Mm-hmm. No other life for me, that's for sure. So you're hooked, huh? Oh, we're not, yeah. We're not going to get you off the road ago. in a studio for good, right? Yeah, I'll never be done with it. <laughs> good news for me, anyway. <laughs> what is your least favorite part of touring? When it's over. Aw. When it ends, that is the worst. Always bummed out. Unless you got another one starting up right away. Yeah. Which, you know, when you're fortunate enough for that, that's nice. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, when they're coming to an end, that's the worst part. Yeah. Well, what's the difference between touring in the U.S. and touring in Europe? Well, obviously the language barriers and everything, but the people... What I've noticed, I love music so much over there, and like they really are dedicated to coming out and seeing you. I do Loud and Proud, and it's in Betzdorf, Germany, and just the excitement level goes further back in the room than uh, I think in the U.S. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Germany's a great place. That's a good example of one of my favorite places. Concert story time. Tell me a story. Oh, man, there's too many. Plenty of embarrassing stuff. There's plenty of... Um, <laughs> You know, there's, um, well, there's like one time we were over in Europe with Brian, you know, when we were under the Brian Headwell's name and mm-hmm. we'd had to get from one show uh, you know, to the airport in an ungodly amount of time. And I mean, we had to drive across the whole country of Ukraine in a van, in the back of a cargo oh. van, because there was only people that we can find to take us. And these, you know, two guys who didn't speak any English who were probably 105 years old, you know, but, <laughs> but I remember just, uh, you know, having to fly through the, the whole country in the rain and everything and like just haul to get there. So I think you told me that uh, Brian's like a backseat driver. You were driving well, most of the time when you were with Love and Death, right? When we would do the van tours, yes, I, I like to be the driver. I, I don't mind it. But um, yeah, it'd be funny. He'd be, he'd be like, hey, can you pick a different lane or don't hit so many potholes or anything like that? So, <laughs> he would text me. He, he wouldn't tell me. He would text me from the backseat. Oh, so my I'm gosh, like, no. I'm like, I'm driving. <laughs> Can't read this. Meanwhile, he's back there playing his gospel music real loud, right? Mm-hmm, yep. Okay. We see how it is, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about with Red? Well, what's it like touring with them? Great. Everybody no, just kind of keep to themselves or do they pick it both? with each other? <laughs> no, no. It, it, all of the above. One of my favorite things, though, is it's a well-oiled machine, in my opinion. And I like that we have a you know, nice team and it's a good system. And we've learned a lot being in that band. And they're hardworking and one thing I like about their their hands-on, a lot of people might not know this, but they build all that stuff. We load it in. We're the ones who set it up. Like for a winter jam and everything, like, we do all that, the band members. We have a couple of crew guys, too, but Anthony built those set pieces. People might not know that. Well, I guess that would make sense if you wanted it done a certain way. And that that's mm-hmm. kind of an artist's kind of thing, you know, and you want it done right. Right, so. yeah. So let's talk about Dan Sleeps. Oh, yeah. They get a kick out of the fact that I can sleep anywhere, anytime. So usually it's uh, airport floors or, or on an airplane. I could be asleep before a plane takes off. I just, uh, it's no, just a no gift. problem sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> gift, curse, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, you're just recharging, man. Pretty much. 
It takes a lot of energy to slap those drums. And, you know, days off, it's uh, fun to chill out and watch TV, take a nap. I like taking naps, too. (laughs) So how many of those are staged, or are we not going to tell? I can't tell. Yeah, I can't tell. (laughs) Give away trade secrets. Brandy gets a kick out of making them. Well, we'll just keep playing into that. Mm -hmm. All right. Favorite snacks, especially on the road. Doritos, Cheetos, Fritos, anything 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 that says toes on the end. Any kind of chips or soda. Cheez-Its. Love the Cheez-Its. I remember one time seeing a a video and they opened up their cabinet and they had like 50 boxes of (laughs) Cheez-Its. I think the fans were all bringing them. Yeah, the twins will try to write their names on the boxes, but that doesn't stop me from getting them. (laughs) Take a lot more than a Sharpie, right? That's right. Remember the concert, Atlanta Fest, and I picked you up and drove you to the bus in the air Mm -hmm. conditioning because it was so dang hot. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Humid as it can get. Yeah, but I brought some gift bags onto the bus, and I don't even know if the twins and Mike ever got any. All those grapes, man, were gone. Like For sure. Yeah, they should have been at the bus when I got there. That's the Pretty problem. Pretty much. You got a few minutes to get it before they're gone. So. That's right. And I've told the pizza story before, but when you were in Atlanta and uh, you asked me to go drop you off to get your pizza. Yep. Yep, that's and it. for people that don't know, Atlanta's streets are really crazy. And we had passed the pizza parlor and he jumps out and runs into the pizza parlor and we had to keep driving. But we had to go like three blocks and then we had to go around and then there's one way streets. And then we were like, what was the name of that road we were on? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, like it was like a maze. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty late. Yeah, but um, like midnight or one, and I was like, oh my gosh, I've lost Dan Johnson. I said, yeah, never I'm forgive me. Wandering the streets of Atlanta somewhere. <laughs> no, I got we. Uh, I'll eat any pizza anytime from anywhere. That's I love all pizza. So yeah, well, the good news is we Googled pizza places near me, <laughs> and the reason we couldn't see it was the sign wasn't on on the window. It was out, and it was just yeah. I, was, I think on I was the, the last customer. Yeah, last, yeah, keeping them open. Yeah. <laughs> More with Dan Johnson coming up. Al Performance Service Family is a Solid Rock Radio business ministry partner who offers turnkey e-commerce website design, marketing, and converged technology consulting. Online at outperformancemarketing.com. You're listening to Backstage with Mothership on Solid Rock Radio. As we start to wrap up, is there something you want to tell the fans? One thing I can say is, you know, I just want to say thanks to everyone for support and i really can't wait to get back out there and rocking and looking forward to giving new updates and new putting some new music out there with some new things i got cooking and uh can't wait you've got some stuff going on with your social media and website would you tell us what we should be looking out for and what's going on got some new updates coming in the next couple of weeks some new studio updates and uh i partnered up with a Another good friend of mine is a producer here, and we got a recording studio going. I can't, really can't wait to share uh, some of the things we've been creating. So, so we're teasing it right now. We're teasing it uh, here. Teasing it right now, but I will be sure to update well, everybody and as soon as possible. Now we're gonna look for that on your personal page. Yes, and my Instagram, my personal page. It's all I got right now, and then I'll have yeah. websites under construction. Wanted to revamp everything. So cool. Well, see, this is time to do it. Well, you got a lot of extra exactly. Yes, that'll be that'll be up soon. <laughs> Well, I'll put some links for the Instagram and your Facebook page on my blog interview page on Solid Rock Radio so people can go and click on that and then they can just keep checking back in the next couple of weeks. People need to know you're out there. You're ready to be uh, hired for their projects, right? That's one thing, you know, I'm going to be promoting with this new studio is like, you know, we're able to um, we can track for anybody anywhere in the world. One thing I'm really proud of and really happy. I can't wait to show this place to everybody. So. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for you, Dan, and uh, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. 
So. Well, I appreciate you, and it was great to talk with you. I appreciate you taking this time out and uh, sharing all this with me. And best of luck with Red and with all your new stuff and your side projects. God bless you, man. Thank you. You too. And you the same. Well, good night, and we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.